welcome back everyone to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. I am Chris Baker. Nick is off for this Friday morning, and as with tradition, let's start off with today's weather and what it's going to look like this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 86, with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is raining today, 94, with rain throughout the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy, 74, with a partly cloudy weekend. In New York City, it is sunny in 74, with rain moving in Sunday afternoon. So, um, it's finally the weekend time, thank God. I don't know about anyone else, but it's felt like a very long week, and I'm just glad the weekend's here. And if anyone was listening for Monday, I did get the chainsaw out of the tree. Everything appears to be fine. The only thing I have to do is readjust the chain, which shouldn't be too big of a deal, so knock on wood about that one. Um, I hope it's really nice and easy. So my big plans this weekend is to finish trimming that apple tree, because I'm not going to let the apple tree win this battle. I am going to win... I'm going to get the tree nice and trimmed. It's going to look nice. When it's over with, I'm going to be glad it's over. But right now, I'm a little mad at the apple tree. Not going to lie. Um, and there's a few other trees on our property that need to be trimming. But hopefully, hopefully, that goes a lot better than last weekend's adventure of dealing with that. Um, but the weather seems like it's supposed to be nice. We're finally going to get a break from the rain which is nice because it's been raining just about every other day here. If you live in New York, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but besides that, it seems like it's going to be a nice weekend. Going to get a few things done, but other than that, just really relax and unwind from this, what seems to be a very, very long week. Um, well, anyways, let's get into this week's news uh, for this Friday morning. The pandemic broke a tragic record According to the CDC, 93,000 people have died from a drug overdose in 2020. That is a 30% increase from 2019, and age 25 to 44 accounted for the highest number of deaths. And yes, experts say lockdowns and isolations only exaggerated the growing problem for opioid addictions in this country. The states with the largest increase of overdoses between 2019 and 2020 include Vermont, Kentucky, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Louisiana. The culprit is fentanyl, caused 60% of the overdoses in 2020, but cocaine and meth also played a large role into that. There is no evidence that Americans started using drugs last year. The increased deaths most likely were people who already have been struggling with addiction. The data is provisional as states continue to report their total to the CDC. Overdoses take longer to report because of the lengthy investigation that is generally required to make that determination, but unfortunately those numbers are expected to rise as more states give their numbers into the CDC. If you are struggling with substance abuse addiction, there are so many ways to get help. Start with finding findtreatment.gov and search by your zip code, or if you want to talk to a person over the phone, you can call 1-800-462-4357 for the National Helpline. Masks are back. The CDC reversed their role Tuesday, now saying everyone in K-12 schools should be wearing a mask regardless of vaccination status. The CDC is recommending those who are living in areas of high or substantial COVID-19 transmission, which accounts for two-thirds of the U.S. counties, those who live with vulnerable or those who have young children. This is all because of the new science that is coming out based off of the Delta variant. 
First, this is definitely an about phase from reporting back in May and school guidance this month with the CDC said school kids who are vaccinated don't need to wear a mask in school. As of Tuesday, it has all changed. Second of all, how do you know if your city is in high or substantial transmission category? Well, you need to check with your health department website and you will be able to find that information on their website. Third, this is going to be difficult to put into action as some states have already officially prevented mask mandates and any kinds of vaccine mandates that may come. We will have to see how this works out in those states. And why is this happening? The CDC says the data is showing that the Delta variant is very different than the other strands of COVID-19. It is highly contagious and it's causing dramatic spike in new cases across the country. There is also a significant number of people who are choosing not to get vaccinated. And to be clear, this new mask guidance has nothing to do with the effectiveness of the vaccine. The CDC says the vaccine is highly effective, it is safe, and it is protecting those who are fully vaccinated. The new science says there are rare cases of breakthrough infection for those who are fully vaccinated, but those people are not getting severely ill or dying. They may be able to spread it. The concern is not for the vaccinated people, but who are not eligible to get the vaccine, like kids and those with underlying conditions. And the concern is also for those who are choosing to not be vaccinated. Tuesday, the January 6th Commission held their first public hearing, and in case you missed, there has been another Republican added. The House Speaker appointed Adam Kingsender, a Republican from Illinois. He will joined fellow Republican Liz Cheney and seven other Democrats already seated on the committee. They are tasked with getting to the bottom of what happened January 6th, and so what was expected for the first day? It was very similar to the 2014 hearings that looked into what happened with Benghazi. The members will sit there, listen to statements, and then ask questions of the witnesses of whom came to testify before them. Some are going to be coming willingly, and others will probably have to be subpoenaed. Tuesday, hearings began with an opening statement made by the committee chair, Representative Benny Thompson, and followed by another opening statement by Representative Liz Cheney. The first witnesses to testify were two Capitol Police officers and two Metro Police officers, who risked their lives defending the Capitol and the lawmakers on January 6th. The committee is also expected to show never-before-seen video footage from that day. So we heard what exactly happened in detail, the first one, a recap of that. We heard testimony from the four officers of what was really going on the day from their perspectives. Republican leaders like Kevin McCarthy and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell did not watch, saying they had meetings all day. Committee Chair Ben Thompson says he believes they will be issuing subpoenas soon as the first day set the tone for what lies ahead. The officers described what was going on from their pain to their emotions. They described what they went through that day. Telling the truth shouldn't be hard. I could feel my, myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. 
And from the four officers who held the line one by one, they described their experiences from the January 6th attack in painful detail. He bashed me in the head and face with it, rupturing my lip and adding additional injury to my skull. And one officer recounted what it, he experienced when he was being called racial slurs. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, No one had ever, ever called me a while wearing the uniform. Officers broke down as they were being beaten with weapons. Representative Liz Cheney asked one of the officers how they felt about former President Trump calling these people a bunch of loving people in a crowd. How does that make you feel? It's upsetting. And the hearing left many members in tears as the officers told their stories. And the next hearing has not been announced yet, but could be during the August recess that is coming up. And next, Walmart has said they wanted to support their workers this week. They announced they were doing just that. The nation's largest private employer announced it will pay 100% of college tuition and books for its 1.5 million full and part-time employees. The company said it will invest roughly $1 billion towards career training and development that is over the next five years. Getting into rapid news now. Charitable donations are reaching an all-time record high. And President Biden is expected to require all federal workers to get vaccinated. And along with us, all employees in the White House, regardless of vaccination status, are required to wear their masks once again. And finally, New York State, along with California, have required all of their state employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19 or face weekly testing. Now, this is the part of the show that the king of good news takes over, but obviously the king is not here to deliver that good news. So I dug into the world of good news, was stuck there for a little while because I had a hard time picking which good news story I really wanted, but this one stuck with me, and I think this is a great good news story, and the king of good news will appreciate, will accept, will give me credit for this good news story. So in Denver, police officers now have the choice of when you get pulled over, you can get pulled over for having broken taillights or, you know, things like that where you can be, be ticketed for that. Well, these officers now have the choice to either write the, the driver or the owner of the vehicle a ticket for having the broken taillight or et cetera, whatever, or they can give the driver a $25 gift card to the local parts store so they can go and get what's broken on their car fixed and not get a ticket. You know, I really like this good news story because you always hear about officers pulling people over, writing them tickets, and, you know, the cops are, you know, they get this persona that they're the bad guy, they're writing the tickets, you know, this and that. But now these officers in Denver are given the option, do you give them a $25 gift card to get the taillight fixed, or do you write them a ticket? And it seems like this has taken quite well with the community and, of course, the officers. The officers feel like they're helping the community, giving them the chance to go to the perch store and get their car fixed or face a ticket. 
I really like this story. I think it's a really good story. And I hope the king of good news likes this good news story. But I guess we'll find out Monday if he approves of um, the good news story. But that is this Friday morning's good news story. And I think it's, I think I did a good job. I've said that before a few times already. But I'm proud of myself that I found that story. I really like that. The cops give the option to give the person a break, give them a $25 gift card, or write them a ticket. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on Blind Boys Politics on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you are always in the know. Follow us on our personal account so you see what we are up to. And check out our Medium articles. We always write about different topics that we do not get a chance to discuss here on the podcast. For example, Nick is covering the Olympics quite specifically, keeping up with that and always releasing the latest news surrounding the Olympics and so much more. Until Monday morning, have a great weekend, everybody.